what a wild, wild card weekend. Now, a handful of the games were pretty standard uh, blowouts, the right team winning. Two of them, though, surprisingly wild blowouts. Uh, a really great weekend of football. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Booth Review. As always, I'm your host, Devin Primrose, joined by that Sultan of Spice. I know he's feeling good after Saturday night. What's going on, Mr. Peter Strauss? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. If there's one thing I've learned is that uh, Kadarius Tony should just stay off the field. I mean, it worked um, out. It worked <laughs> out. Worked out for us this week. Jawan Taylor had a few scares, but... Ugh. You know, our defense still uh, and people are going to say stuff about the weather and it's, you know, they delayed the Steelers game so that Josh Allen wouldn't have to play in the snow and all this BS. It's football. There's football weather. People, you have to be used to playing in the cold. That's just how it works. Listen, Kansas City has some crazy fans to be out there in that temperature shirtless. Yeah. Hooting and hollering. I mean, I know Green Bay is kind of known for having like fans like that as well, but I mean, crazies, crazies. <laughs> yeah, they were doing it, and I mean, because of the delay, Buffalo wasn't as cold as Kansas City, but it was still. Right. I mean, the wind chill was like at zero. Like that's still that's that's still, still pretty, pretty freaking cold. cold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially for for us down here in the south. Uh, yeah, I mean, I listen, I. Don't, I I don't think I think if you play that game in regular, you know, normal weather where it's not, you know, a wind chill of negative thirty degrees or whatever it was, I think the Chiefs probably still win. And a lot of it is their defense. Their defense is legit. Like that is I think that's far and away the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has had his entire time there. Um the problem is that the offense is, is lacking. And I do think that eventually, if and when they play a a solid defense, which could be the Bills coming up, although the Bills defense has been hit or miss, could very easily be the Ravens in the championship round, I do think that that could come back to bite them, is, is the lack of, of offensive weapons stepping up. Although, I say that, but Rasheed Rice had, had a solid game. So Rasheed, Rasheed Rice is legit. What's funny is the people who struggled this game were Travis Kelsey and Nicole Hardman, who are the only two offensive players that were here when we won the first Super Bowl back in uh, 2019, 2020. That, right. Yeah. That season. Um, but like MVS caught a pass. Uh, Justin Watson had a great sideline, you know, first down pass. Uh Yeah. Uh, Noah Gray, usually getting involved, had a good catch. Um, but yeah, it was Travis Kelsey, who still had a great game, but he had three, two of them pretty crucial drops, and hopefully that doesn't continue with us going against a probably good Buffalo Bills team. Um, I mean, it's... It, the thing with Buffalo is, like, I still don't think Buffalo is, like, exceptional. I think that they... They got lucky with who they had to play in the first round, I feel like. Pittsburgh's not a legit threat when you have Mason Rudolph as your quarterback and TJ Watt on the sidelines. Like, that's not a legit 
threat competition to to for you to get an idea of how good you really are. Uh, yeah. Now, I say all that, and they still had to win like six or seven games in a row to even make it in and to get in as the two seat. So, obviously, they're killing it, and they, and they played good teams along the way, one of them being the Cowboys, who they, they pretty much demolished in Buffalo. Um, but I, do, I, I still don't quite know how I feel about them. I think a lot of the identity that was there the last couple of years uh, when they've been on going on these playoff runs is still there. Um, but I think that it is, I mean, we, we closed the window on them like six weeks ago. And I think the window is closing for that team still, but slight opening. I do want to point out too, that that game in particular a lot of what happened, the Steelers kind of did to themselves. Like between, they, they had a couple fumbles. They had the red zone interception. Yeah. Um. All this kind of stuff, and they were back in the game for like a hot minute in the fourth quarter, and then just the defense let up a big play, and they couldn't get back from it. But the Steelers yeah. put up more of a fight than I think a lot of people thought they were going to. Yeah. And were very close to making it a close game the whole game. Yeah. In well, my opinion, listen, we had. We had some some surprises over the weekend, and uh, that that kind of ties in, into my best of the booth. So I'm gonna just jump right into my best of the booth. Before I do that, I did promise that I would start this podcast episode off with an apologetic monologue, because uh, if you're in the Discord, me and our other buddy Dalen, that we host our other podcast, put stuff with uh we're getting a lot of crap because we're both Packers fans and last year was a very difficult year for both of us uh because the way the front office went about handling Rodgers and Rodgers really the whole the whole tenure of Rodgers time there but especially the last couple years um as far as not surrounding him with weapons, not taking advantage of the talent that you have and putting your best foot forward to go win a championship. Uh, the the front office is kind of continually, continually relying on Rodgers to be the hero and everybody else is just secondary, kicking the can down the road, knowing that you're never going to win a championship that way, but you'll always be good enough to miss out on being able to snag great players in the draft. And then on top of that, not actually going out and getting weapons in the draft, instead bolstering a defense that you do nothing with. And all of that frustration led to me and Dalen both saying, we're done with this team. We're, we're out of here. We're no longer fans of this team currently. Uh, all that changed when Rodgers left got traded to, to the Jets, we moved on, we started over with Jordan Love. That's when everything changed for both of us, uh, and we were back in. Now, I do have to say, I'm sorry, Green Bay, for giving up on you. I apologize as a fan that was wrong. I should not have done that. And I did say all along the way that like Green Bay will always hold a special place in my heart, but I was over them currently. Uh, but I want to apologize, and I do happen to agree with Blake, who was the the main fusser in in the Discord, uh, that 
it's not fair. It's not fair what the Packers do. And I and I'm sorry to every other fan and, and of every other franchise out there that it's not fair that we happen to have Brett Favre for 16, 17 years and then transition to Aaron Rodgers for 14, 15 years and now we seemingly have another guy. Is it going to be the same the same level? Is it going to be the same top five, you know, top three type quarterback in the league? I don't know. I'm still doubtful of that, but he sure as hell looks like a top ten quarterback currently. Uh, and so it it does look like we have another franchise quarterback. And I it it I know it's gotta be frustrating for other fans, and I'm sorry. I genuinely am sorry. I don't want that to sound backhanded or, or as an insult or anything, but I genuinely am sorry, and it isn't fair, and I agree with you. I just happened to pick the Packers as my team that I grew up a fan of, so I'm sorry. What do you want from me? Uh, all that being said, my best of the booth is for two first-year starting quarterbacks. One is a rookie, one's a first-year starter making their playoff debuts, and absolutely tearing up, quote-unquote, elite defenses that they faced. Uh, on Saturday, we kicking off the weekend, we had Browns-Texans. A lot of people on the Browns. Few people on the Texans. You you were on the Texans. I I missed out on that. I said, I, don't, I, I hope they do, but I think the Browns will get the win. I was wrong. C.J. Stroud had an amazing day for them. 16-21, 274 yards, three touchdowns, a 157.2 passer rating, 98.4 QBR. Uh, that's just shy of a perfect passer rating. And, again, QBR is on a scale of 100. What's crazy is the very next day, about 24 hours later, Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers went into Dallas and did the exact same thing. Lit up in an elite defense that is the Dallas Cowboys, who were playing lights out at home, and interestingly enough, had almost an identical stat line. Jordan Love, 16 of 21. That's 76.2% completion percentage, by the way. 272 yards, so just two yards less. Three touchdowns, 157.2 passer rating. Would have had a perfect passer rating if they didn't put him back in at the end of the game where he had an incompletion, which is slightly frustrating. Uh, but 99.3 QBR, which is an insanely high QBR. I believe that's the highest QBR. Um, the highest QBR since it became a stat in a playoff game. Uh, I'm not sure about that. I posted it on the Discord. Go hop on the Discord and look for that if, you want, if you're interested. Um, but... Yeah, just amazing days from both of them in, in their playoff debuts when you would think that these two guys might crumble under the pressure when, when they're going up against these top-tier defenses and they put on an absolute show. And, man, I, I think fans of these two franchises, especially because Packers like Packers had no expectations going into this year. It was, a re it was a restart. It wasn't like we're supposed to be competing. It was, okay, well, if we make some noise, cool. If we don't, whatever. This is about figuring out what we have in Jordan Love. And I think we got something. And guess what, Houston? You got something in CJ also. So hats off to both of them. Also, quick shout-out to uh, Aaron Jones for the Packers as well. I want to give him a little mention too. 21 carries for 118 yards, three rushing touchdowns. Uh, killer, killer day from him as well. Uh, and I will shut up and let Pete talk because I know I've been blabbering on over here. So 
yeah, that's all I gotta say. Best of the booth to those three guys. Uh, I was I was eating nuggets, so I was fine. Um, I was I know you like plugged our Discord, but I don't remember seeing that stat, so I went and looked for it myself. Okay. Um, here are the top five QBRs in playoff games. Uh, we'll start at number five, so we can build some suspense here. There we go. Tied for fifth. At 97.7 are Patrick Mahomes and the AFC Championship against Tennessee um, that led them to their to Mahomes' first Super Bowl victory. That was year one or year two for him? That was his second year as a starter. Gotcha. Because his first year as a starter, they lost to Brady in the AFC Championship. That's right. Yeah, yeah. With uh, that, we're not going to talk about the refs. Yep. Um, that was the, the <laughs> D Ford offsides game, right? Um. Also tied at fifth, ninety-seven point seven is Drew Brees in the twenty ten. I think it was wild card round as well against Arizona, which was a blowout, forty-five to fourteen. I don't remember that game in particular, but oh, neither was was that the year that Brees won it? Is what, that the year they went on to win? What year was it? Twenty ten. So it would have been the two thousand nine season. Um. No. No, that would have been uh shoot. Shoot, I know it. Or is that was that one of the Eli Manning wins? You know what? It could have been actually. It could have, have been. Have Super Bowl winner. Breeze Breeze's so the Saints won the Super Bowl against the Colts in either 09 or 2010. I don't remember which year. Well, regardless, yeah, still good company so far. Uh, number four was Tom Brady all the way back in 2008 against Jacksonville. That was a 98 even uh, or QBR there. Wow. At num- number three, the 98.4, who we just talked about, was C.J. Stroud. Yep. In this game against... The one of the best defenses we've seen in a while with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Uh, 98.8 at number two was Josh Allen two years ago against the Patriots, uh, which was Mac Jones' first year that they shouldn't have been in the playoffs anyway. That's right. And at number one, Jordan Love, 99.3 against the Dallas Cowboy defense. The elite Dallas Cowboy defense, which this is my under review, so this is all kind of tangled up in the one. I don't, I don't know who that defense was last night, but it wasn't the Dallas Cowboys defense that we've seen all year. Yeah, <laughs> like, like Jordan Love. Jordan Love is great. He may be the best back foot passer we've ever seen. Like every single deep shot he takes, I feel like he's leaning on his back foot. That's that's and that's I, a Rogers thing. He does it. That's a Rogers thing. That that's where he got it from. Is Rogers did that his entire? I mean, he's done that his entire career. But you look at some of those. The touchdown to, uh, I think it was Musgrave, the tight end. Nobody within twenty feet of that or twenty yards of that guy. Yeah, like the. <laughs> How do you do that? He literally stopped at the 15-yard line because it was underthrown. Yeah. But he had so much time. He literally stopped at the 15-yard line, 
caught the ball, turned around, and walked into the end zone. Nobody could catch him. What's crazy is what's crazy is, is that play. So for most of the game, they played in zone coverage, and for whatever, because that they're not typically a zone defense. And on that play, they were in man, and it was a busted man coverage. So I'm I'm with you. That's not that's not the Dallas Cowboys defense. It's not like I know they haven't had Trey Diggs all year, but they've had uh, they have Stephon Gilmore. They've had Deron yep. Bland, who broke that that record. Like you still have Micah Parsons, who should be getting to the ball, who only had two tackles. Yep, two tackles the whole game from Micah Parsons, who a lot of people thought was in the running for Defensive Player of the Year every year. Every year he's in that conversation. Yeah, and you could say similar things about the Browns, although the Texans had two defensive touchdowns. So if you take away those 14 points, that game's a little closer, but uh, regardless, I don't know if it's Dan Quinn, like, being on his way out anyway, like, just not caring. I don't know. Although, if you're hot looking for him for a head coaching job now, this has to leave a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth. Oh, definitely. Um... But this team just wasn't here. One tackle for loss, one pass deflected, three QB hits. No uh, turnovers, no sacks, nothing. Like, this this might as well have been... Uh, <clears throat> this might as well have been Green Bay's defense from, like, the past four weeks coming into this game. <laughs> That's what this might as well have been. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I... It just, to lay that kind of goose egg at home is just wild. Yeah, I, I, it's one of those things that, like, I, you know, I, I picked the Packers to win this game, um, but I wasn't. I think I even said at the time that I don't expect them to win. I just think they're going to put up more of a fight than people are are thinking they will. And I think everybody on the broadcast, I'm almost positive pick the Cowboys. I don't think anybody picked the Packers. Most people across the media picked the Cowboys. Uh, and I just, I thought that it, this is not a sure thing. Um, I, part of that is I think the difference between this Green Bay team and the Seahawks team isn't that much different. I think they're, 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 they're kind of similar in similar spots. Um, and you look at what Seattle did, what four weeks ago, five weeks ago, when they were out there, and that's that was a, that was a shootout game. That was a three point game. I'm pretty sure, very close, came down to the wire. That's what I thought this game would be. Um, obviously, yeah. I was very shocked at what happened. Um, not upset, but shocked. And I think that what it came down to is Green Bay literally played a perfect game on both sides of the ball. Their defense completely neutralized CD. Um, shut down any any rush attack from Tony Pollard, uh, and and forced Dak to make mistakes. Picked him off twice. Returned one for for uh, a pick six. Like a perfect game. And on the offensive side, again, Jordan Love ninety nine point three QBR, nearly perfect quarterback rating, nearly perfect passer rating. Just a fantastic job. I mean. I don't think you could ask for any better of a game from any of the 22 guys that were out there on that field. And Dallas just couldn't. They, I think they got yeah. shell-shocked. 
I think a big part of it too is a lot of people were saying all of the pressures between Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, all of the pressure was on the Dallas Cowboys. None yeah. of the pressure was on the Green Bay Packers. They're like, we're here. Let's just go do it. Yep. And they did. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, they're good because there's no expectations. Like, again, nobody expected them to be in the playoffs. Nobody expected them to be making a run at anything. Like, it just, like, I think finishing at 500 would have been a, a blessing for, for fans. And they finished slightly over, and now they're on a run. So we'll see how long it lasts. I'm genuinely shocked that we haven't heard any announcements from I am too. the Cowboys front office yet. I am too. Um, do you want to go ahead and do your best of the booth? Yeah. Uh, my best of the booth is a, a team that al- also mostly played a perfect game. They They let some few big plays go. And I was debating whether I wanted to give it to somebody on the offense, if I wanted to give it to the defense. And at that point, I'm like, I think we just give it to the coach here. And I think we need to give a big shout out to MCDC. Dan Campbell doing what he said, starting his first season three and 10, coming up, biting a kneecap, keeping the Packers out of the playoff, coming up, (laughs) biting a kneecap, biting the other kneecap, winning the division, beating devil Matthew Stafford coming back home. And I, I, I am disappointed by that narrative of like, I understand it and I get it and I'm not like mad about it, but it is sad to see Matt Stafford treated that way in Detroit. Yeah. Um, if it were, if I think I said this in the discord, if this was a regular season game, it would be open arms. Like they would have a ceremony parade for him and all that. But this, this environment being the first playoff game like you can't have that distraction and i get it it's sad but i get it (laughs) but mcdc putting this team together they drafted like some perfect rookies shamir gibbs sam laporta uh uh brian branch jack campbell all those guys huge um i think they said this was the first time were there three rookies that scored? I can't remember. Like the youngest or the first time two rookies have scored in a playoff game or something like that from the same team. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, because Jameer Gibbs got in and uh, Porter got Sam Laporta got yeah. one. But yeah, just to go through some of these numbers here, because it's not like anybody had like the most astonishing game ever. Like They all had very good games. Jared Goff, 22 of 27 for 277 yards, one touchdown, you know, no picks, no turnovers, 74.6 QBR. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown had the most yards, seven catches for 110 yards and iced the game for him at the very end. And then the defense, after letting like two, like a bunch of big play go early and letting Puka Nakua get 181 yards, which is also insane. Yeah. Hold them, hold them to field goals in the second half to keep, you know, to keep them ahead because it was a very slow second half for Detroit. If you look at the scores, I think it they were up by four going into halftime, and then they get another field goal on their first drive of the second half and never score again. 
And that defense just holds and holds and holds and does not let the Rams into the end zone to get ahead of them ever again. And yep. it was a beautiful thing to see. And I think MCDC deserves all of the credit for, well, especially he was a coach that not a lot of people believed in when he first started there. Um, yeah. But man, him putting that team together and getting getting this team a playoff win. And now they get to host another divisional round game they get two they're spoiled over there <laughs> it's incredible for them well i mean that's that's another reason why like one selfishly i want the packers to upset the uh the, the niners but even more so if the packers do upset the niners then everything runs through detroit assuming that they beat uh the the bucks next week then an NFC Championship game would be in the city of Detroit, and I think those fans would go crazy. Who knows what would happen if 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 that occurs? Yeah, I mean, it's a. Uh, I don't know if that town could handle it. <laughs> I don't know what would happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels so. It feels weird talking exclusively about uh, these two games between. Well, almost exclusively between Houston and Cleveland and uh, Dallas and Packers. Um, but, you know, I, I, I couldn't really find any other team to put under review. Because, um, you know, you, you mentioned the, the Lions and Rams game. Uh, I think the Rams played exceptionally well. I think that the Lions were just a little bit better. Uh, as far as the, the, the two games on Monday, I felt like the Steelers... Probably shouldn't have been in the playoffs. Uh, and So the Bills beating them was no surprise. And the Eagles, I think we, we've talked a lot about their faults over the last couple weeks. So for my under-review, I kind of had to think a little bit. Um, and I'm going with the Cleveland Browns. Specifically Joe Flacco. Because um, I think Joe Flacco... While he played okay, didn't play to the level that they needed him to play. Um, there was some, some, a little bit of accuracy issues, obviously through the two pick sixes, which were both pretty bad passes, um, good defense, but also probably poor, poor decision making on, on his part. Uh, and the defensive side of, of the Browns just wasn't there. Um, literally zero sacks from this group. Uh, this is a group that, that that's known for having a good defensive front, led by Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett didn't even get a hand on C.J. Stroud at all. Uh, only they had four pass deflections, so okay work there in the secondary. But this is a team that 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 was so dominant all season, uh, and in the biggest spot of the year, just kind of no showed. And I think. I think more than anything, it was the Magic just ran out. Um, I think this is a game that they probably desperately missed a guy like Nick Chubb. Um, only 56 yards on the ground rushing-wise. Uh, a lot of that is probably due to the fact that they were playing from behind for a large chunk of it. And so they relied on the passing instead of having having the, the ground attack. Um, but if you had been able to establish a run game early in, in the game... Maybe that changes things up, but they weren't able to do so, uh, mainly because Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt aren't Nick Chubb, um, and Joe Flacco isn't the guy that he was 10 years ago. And so he had his share of mistakes, but 
it's unfortunate for Cleveland, but it is it is weird to see them go down in this fashion where they've been so dominant all season and then they just kind of laid an egg against a team that is good but not necessarily great. At least not yet. They're on they're on they're on the rise for sure. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> the thing with Joe Flacco is I think you have to expect like because even though he's been great and he won you know, them games and got them the highest wild card seed in the playoffs and everything. He had eight picks through five games. And a lot of turnovers, yeah. Yeah, so that's something, like, you kind of have to be prepared for. I think they just dug themselves in too much of a hole, and then, because, like, the offense was rolling in the first half. They, you know, had 14 points, got, um, I think, like, their two out of their first three drives got touchdowns on. Yeah. And just once they got those two picks and got that far behind, they just, it seems like they almost gave up. Um, yeah. Which is unfortunate for, you know, a team in that story. But again, um, I see the Dolphins getting bailed out of under review because of the weather, just as I expected to happen. That that was basically my, my thinking there was that, like, even though I do expect it to be, a similar result if it was played in normal weather. I think the weather played a big factor for that team and all of the injuries on the defensive side played up. I mean, they, they were missing a lot of guys on the defense, but you know, yeah, no, I mean, no excuse. Everybody has injuries this, this time of year. Yeah. I mean, Tua only had a like 50% completion percentage and a 15.8 QBR, but that's fine. It was just the weather. He said with zero sarcasm. <laughs> I just, I just, I always just think back to when Tyreek said that uh, Tua was the most accurate passer in the league. Yeah, but he he got his touchdown in Arrowhead. That's all he wanted. It's fine. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> that um, was his Super Bowl. <laughs> do, do, do we have a legit counterfeit this week? Um. I figured we could kind of do, because the more I was thinking about it, the more likely it seems like we could have some big quarterback changes of playoff teams next year. So I think I want to do something similar, but ask about some of these uh, playoff teams here, because there's a couple interesting ones that uh, could not have returning quarterbacks. Okay. Um, We asked about Mason Rudolph last week, so I won't go back there. So let's start with an interesting one. The Los Angeles Rams, you think legit Matt Stafford has another year or counterfeit he's done? I mean, uh, he looks good. He looked perfectly fine in that game against against the Lions. I mean, it's uh I feel like it's kind of up to him. If he's if the arm is still feeling good, then go give it another shot. He seems to have, you know, we we know about the chemistry he has with with Cooper Cup, and he seems to have developed that a lot with with Puka as well. So, why not give it another run? Yeah, I agree. He should at least stay on one more year. If they're not going to have, you know, I don't think they even have a first round pick anyway. But they weren't going to be able to draft a quarterback this year. They're still kind of. They still seemly, like weirdly, are still in kind of a rebuild, even though yeah. they made the playoffs and won like six in a row to get there. Yeah, I think I think if Stafford wants to, you keep him one more year. 
Agreed. Agreed. Um, now, the reason I wanted to do this as my legit or counterfeit is because I'm seeing I'm seeing fans call for some heads here. One of the more obvious one, uh, Cowboys, Dak Prescott. There Does is, he stay the starting quarterback? There is zero reason why Dak Prescott should not be the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys going into next season. Uh, anything, anything contrary to that would be a complete overreaction. Um, I understand that he's had his struggles here and there. He had a bad game. At, at a bad time. That's what it boils down to. If he had that performance in the regular season, he would say, okay, you know, it's one game, it's it's a regular season game, it's whatever. Uh, but he happened to have it in the playoffs when it mattered most, which is a shame. Um, but I don't, like, it wasn't just him. It was everybody. Nobody showed up to play that game for the Cowboys. Nobody. Uh, so... I just think it'd be an overreaction. The guy the guy could literally win MVP this year. He probably won't, but he led the league in touchdown passes. He's a top three MVP candidate. I don't know how you sit there and say that's not our guy moving forward. Like you have a top ten quarterback, borderline top five. Be happy. Stop complaining. It's what it's what I gotta say to Minnesota fans. Like Kirk Cousins is a top ten quarterback. Be happy. Stop complaining. I just think I think the interesting thing about Dallas is at this point, like, because they've made the playoffs now enough enough times and just go out early every single time. I mean, Dak Prescott is now two and five in playoff games in his career. That's Went out fair. in the wild round three times, out in the divisional round twice, saw so made a championship. Yeah, And, like, his play isn't necessarily fully what's wrong. His average passer rating through the postseason is 91.8, which is, like, not the best, but, you know, still up there. Yeah. I think, I mean, he's already got his extension. Might as well give him one more year. I don't know, again, with the draft class and other free agents, who's necessarily going to take over that contract for Dak Prescott, but... Mike McCarthy needs to go first, and that hasn't happened yet either, which makes me think that maybe they're leaning more towards thinking Dak's the problem. And I don't think – I think he is a problem. I don't think he's the problem. I agree. And I agree. In playoffs. In playoffs. And, and I don't even think he's – I don't even personally think that he's that big of a problem. I just think he is a small liability. Can be a small liability. So, yeah, but there's there's more happening in Dallas than just Dak that needs to be at this point. That team has just been like they're essentially regular season champions every year. Yeah. And then they're just they're just out. Yeah. But but um, also but this also will be the like, last one, but it's oh, good. Uh, I was going to say also like Peyton Manning for a long time was viewed as the guy that can always get you to the playoffs but won't ever win you a championship. And he ended his career with two rings. So, I I mean, I'm not saying that da- the same is going to happen for Dak. I don't think Dak is on the same level as Peyton Manning for sure. Um, but, I mean, 
It could happen. You never know. Well, Peyton also Peyton also always had Tom Brady standing in his way, and there's not really an elite quarterback on the NFC side keeping Dak out. Like I think he right. loses to a different team or at least a different quarterback. It seems like True. every single time. So. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last, but I think the most interesting that people are calling for his head already is Tua Tagovailoa. Because this is his this is fourth year in the league. So like technically his rookie deal will be over. Yeah. And uh it it's it's so weird to think of people already calling for his head because it's like he's only really had one full season to show us what he's made of. And the regular season for the most part went well. Yeah. But everybody's saying, and like how this game went this weekend, is that he doesn't play well against good teams. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's a it's a troubling trend, that's for sure. Um, I don't know if I'm not ready to give up on him yet. I think that I think that you've got to at some point think about putting a short leash on him. Um. If you have somebody else on your team that that you feel confident in, but if two is the best the best quarterback in the room, you've got to go with him. Like if you don't have another option there, you have to go with him. Um, and so, yeah, I I'm that's the one that I would I could see happening um, if I was the one making decisions. Yeah, he was drafted in 2020, so I think this coming season might be... No, that would be four seasons. So if anything, he might get tagged, which I don't think they're in a position... Again, I don't think they're in a position to get a better quarterback. I don't see them firing Mike McDaniel either, and Mike McDaniel loves Tua. So I don't think it's going to happen this year. Yeah. I I think Tua gets one more year, and this was his first full season, and it was... Like, again, a good season. He was almost at 70% completion percentage, uh, 4,600 yards, uh, 29 to 14 touchdown interception, so just under 50% there. 101 rating, 60.9 QBR. Like, I think he had a good enough season to where I don't know if he can demand an extension like some other quarterbacks got, but he's going to, I think. I think it's silly to call for his head right now when this is the first full season that he's played. I agree. Yeah. I just like I just like uh going over fans over reactions cuz I'm like how do you how do you think it's already time to move on from Tua? Well, it's one of those things that like this is the way this is the way that the league has gone and has become, is a league of instant gratification. This is why you don't see teams doing what Green Bay did with with Rodgers and Love anymore, where they draft a quarterback and let, let them sit for three years behind an established bet. Like, you don't see that happening anymore. You might see one year, um, but most of the time when you draft a quarterback, you, you're starting him, you know, at least by the midway point of his, of his first year. And it's because of instant gratification. 
Like you want you want to see what you have immediately. And I don't think that that necessarily sets you up well long term. Um, and I think, but that's a lot of it has to do with the fans, though, also because fans will be aggressive in cheering and chanting for who they want to see on the field and who they don't want to see on the field. Um, and so, fans want fans want to win now, not win three years from now. Um, and so, if that means getting rid of of your borderline top 10 quarterback and moving on, that's what they want to do. Yeah, I guess so. I think Brady and Mahomes and like kind of ruined it where it's like, okay, like if we can't beat the best in the league, then what's the point of even having like this guy? We just need to get somebody who's better. Yeah. But there's not really anybody who's better. But even like so. even going back to sitting, Mahomes sat for almost his entire first year. He played, I think, what the final game of his first season. Is that right? He played. He played week seventeen because they uh, they sat Alex Smith. Yeah, right. So the, they rested him for the playoffs. So he sat his entire year and and developed. Like I don't think that's a bad plan to to do with quarterbacks. Um, I just think that. And that's that you know that's not even like the topic at hand here, but uh, I think that fans need to have more patience with. with you want to pivot the <laughs> counterfeit topics here? <laughs> I guess we can. <laughs> we don't we don't need to, but I will point out Tua also Tua did sit for did. I think half the season, but yeah. that was also behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes. So that's that's kind of the other thing is if, but if that was a good if you're going to sit your guy, you have to have somebody that is good playing in front of them. Or else again fans will start chanting very quickly. Yeah, I mean I I didn't go there because moving on Jalen Hurts would be completely like ridiculous and I didn't even want to humor that but the yes. amount of people that I do hear calling for him and Sirianni when it's like they it it, it really does show because Sirianni when he, he gave his play calling away to Shane Steichen like the team team really good and now Shane Steichen's gone and now the team's bad again right also Jason, Jason Kelsey retiring that's you know sad news but whatever yeah um and if there's any fan base you don't want to, you know, upset, I would the, the two fan bases, like arguably a couple of the worst fan bases in the league are the two that got very upset this weekend yeah, with the Cowboys and the Eagles. <laughs> and so it's like. There's a lot of noise happening. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, wild card weekend was a ton of fun, but. I think there's bigger and better things still to come. And one of those is the divisional round. So I say it's time we get a little picky with it, man. Getting picky with it. Getting picky with it. Getting picky with it. 
getting picky with it. Do you know what your record ended up being for last week? Last week I was for the wild card round. I was four yeah. and two. I was gonna say I feel like I went three and three because I chose the Dolphins, I chose the Browns, and I think I went with the Eagles. Unfortunately, yeah, we both went with the Eagles, which was our our worst pick of the weekend. That was a dumb choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would argue my pick of the Dolphins was equally as dumb. Yeah, that that one wasn't your best. <laughs> Was not your best. Well, starting us off on Saturday, we get to see both of the one seeds in action against the two surprise uh, victories from Wild Card Weekend. And it all kicks off on Saturday at 4.30 over on ESPN, ABC, and ESPN+. Plus. We have the four-seed Houston Texans getting it done against the Cleveland Browns. Moving on, and now they get the big dogs of the AFC North. The Baltimore Ravens waiting out there. Uh, this could be a good one. I can also see this one being a beatdown. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to the Texans' defense and how the Texans' defense plays. Uh, if, if the defense can slow down Lamar and company, then I think Houston has a shot, um, but it's going to be tough. They've, they've. I talked about the Packers playing a nearly perfect game against the Cowboys. I think Texans have to play a perfect game against the Ravens uh, to get it done. But I think the Ravens, it's possible because the Ravens have have been somewhat up and down at times this year. Um, they've gotten gotten away with some some wins they probably shouldn't have gotten away with um and then they also had a couple of inexplicable losses early in the season so it's possible it's possible um currently at home baltimore seven and a half point favorites i think that's pretty fair uh the texans are are definitely the inferior opponent um but i want to see the magic continue man and I really love this team. I love what I've seen from, seen from C.J. Stroud. D'Amico Ryans is, is, in my opinion, uh, absolutely coach of the year. Uh, I, I I hope he wins it. I think Stefanski will win it. And I, I'm kind of upset about that. Um, but I hope that D'Amico gets it because he deserves it. Uh, and I want to see this magical run continue because I love cheering for this team. And I want to see it, 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 it continue. So... I'm picking the Texans, man, because, listen, last week, last week, I kind of went with my heart a little bit, a little bit, but I also, like, let my brain get too involved, and I started overthinking things, uh, and this week, I'm saying screw it, and I'm going with the four teams that I want to see in the championship weekend next weekend, uh, so give me the Houston Texans to get it done on the road in Baltimore. Who you got, man? What's super fun about this matchup is that this is actually a rematch from week one hey cj stroud's first start ever and this is really going to be a test to see how far he's like you literally in real time we will see how much he's progressed right from playing the same team week one versus you know 17 18 games later yeah in that game, even though they lost, it was mainly because they couldn't get in the end zone. C.J. Stroud, against that defense, still threw 28 of 44 for 242 yards, 
and no turnovers. Just also, they couldn't get in the end zone. Right. But again, that's his first start ever. That was, uh, they were still relying on Damian Pierce instead of Devin Singletary as a right. back. Yeah. Which Singletary, come out of nowhere, has been great. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of changes there. The Also, on the defensive side, Will Anderson, Christian Harris have both been stepping up since yep. then, and Stingley Jr. in his second year. And I thought we were going to disagree on this. I really thought you were going to pick the Ravens. <laughs> but we're going to agree on this one, because I, I want to root for the Texans, too. It's just, and it's, it's unfortunate, because I feel like the Ravens are in a similar position of the Bills, where they've been really good with a top five quarterback for the last four years, and either because of injuries or playoff, like weird playoff losses, like they just can't get it done. Right. And I feel like they also deserve, you know, a shot to move on. But man, how fun would it be for the Texans to yeah. win their another playoff game with CJ Stroud? And I think it's very possible it could happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping for it. Listen, I, like, I understand the Ravens are the one seed. I understand they've played very good football this year. Um, they arguably have the best coach left in the playoffs. I think Andy Reid might be the best. Um, but John Harbaugh is is very good as well. Uh, my thing with them, though, is I've never once this entire season fully bought into Baltimore. And and I think some of that is probably because I haven't I just haven't watched enough of them. I haven't seen enough of them. Um but what I have seen from them hasn't like it hasn't fully captivated me to where I'm all on board with that team. Whereas the Texans, I love them man and I want to see them I want to see it continue. So I I just I can't I can't, for whatever reason, fully trust the Ravens yet. Even even with a thirteen and four record, like I just, I can't. I don't know what it is about the team. I, I just, I can't buy in. Um, so they they were pretty sold to me when they when they beat the Forty ers and this decision may come back to bite us in the butt. But um, yeah. I don't know. It just seems it just seems like a fun time. I'm I'm okay with either team winning this. Yeah. Um, this game, if I were the Chiefs or the Bills, I would be a little scared to face either of these teams in the AFC Championship. Yep. Um, but yeah, part of me just wants to see the fun of a rookie CJ Stroud get into a championship his rookie season. I, I I will say this, and and maybe this is a dumb. This is gonna be a freezing cold take in two weeks' time, but I'm saying it. Listen, I'm. That's what, that's what sports analysts do, is they just throw a bunch of garbage at the wall and see what sticks anyways. So, I'm declaring it now. Whoever wins this game is going to the Super Bowl from the AFC. Mm-hmm. I fully believe that. I'd like... The, the, thing that, that, the thing that gives me any hesitation with that is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is... He's the X Factor in the playoffs. Like... He owns the postseason. But I truly believe that these two teams are currently playing better football than the Bills and the Chiefs. 
Well, I'm going to hope you're wrong until the which Chiefs is, are out. Which is then, fair. Then, which is fair. And then I will agree with you. But for now, <laughs> until the Chiefs are out, I'm going to disagree with you. That's fair. That's fair. Well, Saturday night, as I mentioned before, we, we get to see the other one seed in action where we have the seven seed Green Bay Packers who snuck into the playoffs, went on a run, and absolutely dismantled the Dallas Cowboys in their house in Big D. Now they get to head out to San Francisco to face an old familiar foe, and I wish it was anybody else but the dang one seed San Francisco 49ers. On the road, uh, San Francisco, uh, on the road, at home, San Francisco, nine and a half point favorites. That line opened at 10 point favorites. Uh, and mm, I think that might be slightly disrespectful to a team that absolutely destroyed the two seed Dallas Cowboys. Uh, listen, we've said all year that San Francisco, Dallas, and Philly. We're in a league of their own in the NFC. As the year went on, I think some people probably started including Detroit in there, and then Philly eventually fell out after like week 12. But San Francisco and Dallas have remained in that upper echelon the entire season. And Green Bay just went in to Dallas's territory and tore them apart. Who is to say they can't do the exact same thing to the other team that we've said is right there with Dallas, this San Francisco 49ers team, who is playing an inexperienced quarterback, if, if experience matters at all, in Brock Purdy, who is, who, I, I just, I don't think it's, it's, it's that wild for Green Bay to at least put up a similar fight. Uh, will they go out and do what they did before? I don't think so. I think, I think that was a fluke. Um, but I think they can put up a fight. Uh, and as I said before, I'm picking the four teams I want to see playing next weekend, and so I'm picking the Green Bay Packers to get it done on the road and 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 get over the the San Francisco hump that has been their bugaboo for uh, gosh 15 years now it feels like uh, and, and 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 move on and that's what I'm hoping to see. So give me the Green Bay Packers. On the road against San Francisco, who you got, man? Uh, I wish I could be with you. Uh, that's fine. I wish I could do it. Listen, we're going to agree on on another on the game later, anyway. So, <laughs> um, no, but I gotta go. I gotta go with the 49ers here. Um, it's not like baseball; the teams that get the bye don't just lose when they come back. Um, <laughs> 49ers are a very good team. Brock Purdy, I wouldn't say Brock Purdy is any less experienced than Jordan Love. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't know. I don't know if this is true, but in my heart, I feel like Brock Purdy has won more playoff games than Jordan Love watched Aaron Rodgers win. Only won <laughs> one last year. No. Didn't. Not last year. No, Purdy won, won one last year. Oh, yeah. Purdy won two. They went they to played in the wild card. They played in the wild card round. Okay, I didn't. I didn't remember if they got the buy or not. Oh, that's right, because they had to go play in Philly. Of course, they didn't get the buy. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah. So he won two last year. Ooh, you might be right about that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if Rogers won two in the last four years. 
because they didn't make the playoffs last year. The year before, they I think were the one seed and then lost in the they lost divisional. The, they lost to the damn San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy <laughs> G, who did nothing in that game, mind you. It was the freaking special team blocking a freaking punt and running into the end zone. <laughs> Don't mind me. I have PTSD right now. Yeah, the entire NFC West has just been awful to the Packers in the last 20 years. Um, and I think it continues. Give me the 49ers. They, they had a little hiccup at the start of the season. They made the Ravens look like the best team to ever play football. True. But I think that they I think they regroup here and, and get it done. Yeah, listen, if it was anybody but the Packers playing the Niners, I would pick the Niners. I think the Niners are I've said it I think all season. I I feel like this is the best team in football um across both conferences. I just think that they're I think they play they're just stacked on, on both sides of the ball. Um, they're stacked on both sides of the ball. They're incredibly well coached. Uh, I just think that they 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 have everything, uh, and it will for as shocking as the Cowboys going down in round one was. If the Niners lose this game, it would be equally, if not more, so shocking, um, because again, this is a team that has everything. And should be playing for a championship this year. Yeah. I would be more shocked because, like, I always kind of expect the Cowboys to lose any playoff game. Sure. Yeah. I, I would be, this would be the most shocking upset of the year, like, so far. Yeah. To yeah. me. Well, that, I mean, that explains the 10 point line, which I, again, I do think is disrespectful coming off the way that Green Bay just played, but I also get it. So, yeah. Well, let's move over to Sunday at 3 p.m. over on NBC. We have the four-seed Tampa Bay Buccaneers who tore apart whatever was left of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, that Eagles team will be looking um, some contracts expiring on the defensive side, um, stuff to to to. Look over there, uh, Jason Kelsey obviously retiring. That's a big loss for that offensive line. Uh, Eagles, Eagles got a lot to figure out, uh, but luckily for them, their offseason came early at the hands of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, and now Tampa gets a trip up to Detroit to that electric atmosphere that is Ford Field in the playoffs. Uh, Lions looked good uh, on Sunday. Uh, it was against the Rams. The Rams were a very good team. It was close. Um, they didn't. They didn't go out there and dominate the Rams, um, but they they held their own. Played a very good team and played them close. Uh, and I think that they're going to to have a similar result against this Buck squad at home. Detroit six and a half point favorites. Probably fair. Um, I think that they're definitely the the superior team between these two squads. Don't get me wrong. I think the Bucks could put up a fight here. I don't think the Bucks are going to roll over. You've got Baker Mayfield in, in the playoffs, and he looked good against the Eagles. For whatever injury was there the previous week, I don't think it's there anymore. Um, he looked very good uh, on Monday night. 
And I think that he could have a good game against this Lions squad, but I think Detroit is too good, and Dan Campbell's going to have those boys fired up, and if he ain't got those boys fired up, that crowd is for sure going to have them boys fired up. So give me Detroit at home. Who you got, man? Yeah, I'm also going Detroit. Yeah, there's there's not really a question there. Uh, Buccaneers on this week, you know, against the Eagles, played uh, played the wallpaper defense. This week with Aiden Hutchinson, Brian Branch, uh, Jack Campbell, all those guys, they're getting the wall this week. Uh, give me the Detroit Lions to continue their fun run here in the playoffs. Yeah, man. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I said in the Discord this the, that was the first win they've had in my lifetime. I was mistaken by about, like, nine months. Um I was nine months old at their last win, which was in January of 92. Uh, that was the last time they won a playoff game. And here it is, 32 years later, they finally get another one. And that was only their second playoff win since 1957, which is re- that, that's a ridiculous stat. And that was only their second playoff win in, what is that, 66 years? 67 years? That's insane. My my parents have only seen the Detroit Lions win twice in their life at, at that rate. <laughs> That's crazy. And one of those happened Sunday night. I was gonna say I wasn't I wasn't this was the first one that's happened since I've been alive. So yeah. insane. <laughs> good good for them, good for that city. Let's keep the good times rolling, man. Well that brings us to the weekend finale, the Sunday night game, 6.30 p.m. over on CBS. We have the Kansas City Chiefs, the three seed, getting the win over the Dolphins. And now, their time at Arrowhead has come to a close. They're so used to always playing at home. Patrick Mahomes always playing at home in the playoffs in his career. But now they got to go on the road to Buffalo to face an old familiar foe who has never been able to, to to get over the kc hump mind you but now they're doing it on their territory the two-seated buffalo bills i i think this is gonna be a good one man i all all i really want out of this is for it to be as good as as that last one that the one that we all know the all the one we all know and love the one that that caused some overtime rules to be changed uh buffalo at home three-point favorites that's probably fair. It's a, it's a pretty even matchup. Um, don't get mad at me. I am picking the Bills. As I said before, I'm going with what I want to see. And what I want to see is four teams in in the the conference championship, three of them uh, being teams that, that their fans and their cities deserve to see a championship. And that is Buffalo, Houston, and Detroit. Uh, Green Bay obviously has had one. And if, and if Green Bay lost the conference championship, I wouldn't give a rip if it was to Detroit. Um, but yeah, I would I would like to see Buffalo get to a conference championship game, potentially win one against Houston, uh, and, and make a Super Bowl run. So give me Buffalo. I already know who you're gonna pick, but who you got, man? I don't understand. The Chiefs have to go on the road and play a game. You know, the Super Bowls aren't played in Arrowhead, right? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is two and one at away 
<laughs> in away playoff games. They're not away so playoff games. They're neutral site playoff games. Nobody has the upper hand because there is no home team. All right. Fair enough. But neutral they don't always... site games. Still, they can win they can win games outside of Arrowhead and can they this, can this they? Oh. in the postseason this se- this season they are 6 and 2 in away games meaning most of their losses this year came at home anyway <laughs> well maybe it's good for them then <laughs> yeah i'm i'm going with Kansas City i the, literally, we played in the regular season. The Bills always beat us in the regular season. But this regular season, it literally, our shot of tying the game and potentially winning the game came down to a fantastic play that Kadarius Tony ruined by lining off, like, so far offsides. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you stand there and don't realize you're offsides. But Kadarius Tony can. Um, hopefully, he stays off the field this weekend. I think I said it's... Uh, Literally in the Discord, I think Shane was the one that said Tony out is out this weekend, and I said that's a big loss for Miami. Yeah. <laughs> uh I'm I'm still gonna take the Chiefs. Uh we'll see if they delay if they don't want Josh Allen to play in the snow again. But I don't want I don't want any more delays. Like come on. I understand this cold weather. That's the Sunday night game. Like that's a tough one to to delay. Yeah, yeah. You can't just push that to, to the next night. Can't be having these Monday night games anymore. Kansas City played in negative 30 weather just fine. Yeah. Yeah, so. they did. Uh, like, honestly, if you didn't know it was that cold out there watching it, I don't know if you could really tell that it was that cold. Like, there was some adjustments made by Kansas City, obviously, to compensate for the cold. And Miami looked frigid at times. But... Uh, it didn't. It didn't really. It didn't have like the feel of a game that would be in negative thirty degree weather. You know what I mean? Like it didn't necessarily feel that way watching it. Maybe it was the lack of yeah. snow. Honestly, I'd also like to point out that uh, in this wild card game, Mason Rudolph had more pass yards than Josh Allen. Wow. I don't know if that's important. That's just a stat that I wanted to throw out there. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, li- listen, I I <laughs> I I've picked against Kansas City in back-to-back weeks. And I don't want you to feel like I don't want to see Kansas City win. That's not the case. I like Kansas City. I don't like dynasties. I will say that. But I like Kansas City. I like Patrick Mahomes and I I want to be them see them be successful but i also want to see them lose so <laughs> so i got to do what i got to do i fully expected to ha- like not see you pick Kansas City once in the postseason so this is this is what i expected you're fine let's if they if they make <laughs> if they make the uh if they make the super bowl against like the niners or God help us all, the Bucks. <laughs> I might pick them. Although, I really love Baker Mayfield, so I might go with Baker and the boys. I was going to say, there's no way you're picking, you're picking Kansas City over Baker Mayfield. There's no way. There's no way. Story. I like a good story, and this would be like, listen, if the Chiefs make the Super Bowl, 
This will be like Fast and the Furious 6, all right? Like, Fast and the <laughs> Furious 1 was great. Too Fast, Too Furious was okay. Fast and the Furious 3 was a pile of garbage. And it just kept kind of going downhill. So, like, you know, let's 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 give it 20 years and then we can reboot the franchise. <laughs> Listen, if it were, you know, another team, I would agree with you. <laughs> But I can't. I cannot actively speak out against the Chiefs dynasty while it is happening. And I know you'd be the same way if it were Green Bay winning two Super Bowls in four years or whatever. You wouldn't be actively. You would not actively be saying dynasties are dumb. You would just wait for the Packers to lose and what? then root for whoever else you like. Well, you may- would maybe. Don't don't probably you, no. probably. All football fans are selfish. All of us are. Don't kid yourself. All sports fans in all sports, we're all selfish. We like who we like. We like who we like to win all of the time. We're going to be heartbroken when they lose, no matter when they lose. And then when we're out of the season, we'll root for whoever else is fun to root for. Maybe. Don't don't come at me just because it's my team right now, okay? You're not wrong. I do think that (laughs) I do. I am pretty sure... Then the first two years of doing this podcast, I picked the Packers to win the Super Bowl both both years. Yeah, see, but it was against, <laughs> but it was against the Bills, and it's because I wanted to see the Bills get there. So, oh yeah, so you just you chose the team from the other conference that you wouldn't have to worry about till the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly, I, yeah. exactly. And this year, I chose the Jets because I wanted to see Rodgers get another one. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, how'd that work out for you? I mean, maybe if he didn't have a bum Achilles. <laughs> maybe if he could have lasted more than four plays. God, you, you know if if the Falcons won two Super Bowls in four years, we would never hear the end of it. You know that, right? Yeah. It's all every single one of us. It's not a slight I against anybody. It is. it is every single sports fan. It is why every year is the Cowboys year. Because they had a taste of it in the 90s, and they're still not over it. I mean, listen, just because I picked the Packers to win the Super Bowl doesn't mean I'm delusional. Like, it doesn't mean that I... Like, Cowboys fans are are delusional. It's... That's that's true. But it's because you want them to win. It's not about... Sure. It's, you're not using logic here when it's your well, team. There's some, there is some... Like, I do try and, and be as logical as I can while also being a homer. You just picked the Packers to beat the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, yes, I did. But I also... I prefaced that with <laughs> by saying that... I prefaced that by saying I'm picking with my heart, not my brain on these. And that these are the teams I want to see in the conference championship, not the teams I think we will see. And if it was anybody else but the Packers, I'd be picking the Niners. I did say all of that. And if you don't believe me, just rewind the episode like 20 minutes. I'm just saying anybody who in the Discord is like, give another team another chance. You're all hypocrites. All of you are just hungry, hungry hypocrites and wish you were winning Super Bowls. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right. Noted. (laughs) How many more Super Bowls do you think Patrick Mahomes has? Uh, 
I mean, we all want him to pass Brady, right? Just uh, so Brady doesn't have the most anymore. I, I'm just, I'm asking, how many, how many more do you think he has? Oh man, I mean, part of it does depend on how much longer Andy's there too. I think because if the successor in Kansas City right now is Matt Nagy, we're all doomed. <laughs> I I think he can get two more. Like, like I want to see him do more. Obviously, but like winning Super Bowls is very hard for a lot of obvious reasons. But I think if he plays another 10 or 15 years, he could win two more. You do realize realistically, from a historical standpoint, he's probably only getting one, if that. I'll take as many. Listen, listen. And it, it, it is going to get a little sad here for a second. And I apologize to whoever's <laughs> to. It is going to get a little sad here for a second, but my father lived for 56 years. Like, literally, when the Chiefs won their first Super Bowl, he was uh, six. He was six yeah. years old. They won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Never won another one again. He passes away in April of 2019. Yeah. So just misses getting to see the Chiefs win another one. So yeah. I will take as many as I can get in my lifetime. Well, as as someone as someone who got to watch that Super Bowl with you, that was a special thing for sure. So yeah. I am glad they got that one. The second one they got recently, I don't know, <laughs> maybe, maybe not so much. But I will. I am. <laughs> I can't. I can't say the full thing, but I'm a greedy mother effer when it comes to these <laughs> Super Bowls right now. Give them to me. Give them all to me. All right, well, we, we will see what happens with the Chiefs on Sunday and see if they can continue their run or if Buffalo will, will get the better of them finally. Uh, we'll find out. But I think <laughs> I think we're in for a good a good slate of games. Wildcard weekend was a lot of fun. I think divisional round weekend will be a ton of fun as well. I just, I'm hoping for close games. Just give me close games this week. I don't want to see the blowouts that we saw uh, uh, over Wild Card Weekend. I want to see close games. I yeah. want more of Lions and Rams. That's what I want more of, is games like that, for sure. Um, but, I think we got a good one on our hands. Uh, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to us uh, in whatever capacity you are doing so. Thank you. Uh, if there's any way of leaving a review or leaving us a rating on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, if you would consider doing that, that would be awesome. We would very much appreciate that. Um, but we love you. We thank you. Go follow us on our social medias if you so desire. Hop into the Discord. Um, we are, a slight announcement here, we are going to do community awards for the first time this year, or the first annual uh, boothies is what I'm going to call it. Um, but uh, that will be probably the week before Super Bowl, I would bet, because um, the Pro Bowl sucks and we don't want to cover it, so we're going to do something more fun. Um, but <laughs> uh, hop into the Discord if you want to vote and be active, an active participant in those. Uh, the link for the Discord is in the description for the episode, as it always is along with our other social media channels. But we appreciate you. We love you. We will see you next weekend, uh, previewing Championship Weekend. And as always, I think that's that. Good ciao.